Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, welcome into another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Robbie Hummel, and we are pleased to be joined by Ant Wright, former Michigan player. Uh, I don't know how I describe you now, Ant. Like, like what what do you do? Co- go ahead and, and promote everything you do because you are mm-hmm. a rising star within uh, the industry. You know, young, kind of up and coming. You're going to pass Hummel soon. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> I think I think he's younger than me because he was a 07 cat. So yeah, yeah. but um, he looks he looks 10 years older. And, so <laughs> thanks, yeah. Oh man, no, um, I'm with uh on3.com. I do work with, with the Wolverine right now. I've done work with uh Kentucky Sports Radio, I've done work with the Wolfpacker over at NC NC State, and and you know, that website is just getting getting uh, going. Um, I'm with Spotify on uh, Spotify Green Room quite a bit. Um, I've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I've, uh, but you're a Michigan man, right? I am a Michigan man. I recently launched my business, right, right media group. And, you know, they're linked with the NIL going with Michigan right, right now. So I got a lot of stuff going and, and, uh, I feel like we're just growing every single week. So good. Well, we, we appreciate you taking the time to come on. Really want to get your perspective on all this as a, Michigan man who played there, but is not a Juwan Howard like apologist. You and I talked about last week when I was doing this story, um, you know, on former NBA guys coaching in college. And I said, like, am I my grade for Juwan Howard is a B plus. And you said to me flat out, you were like, you might be too generous in your grade because Juwan right. was good in year one, great in year two and has probably been a little bit disappointing in year three. All right, I didn't bring you on to talk about Juwan Howard and his grade, but I wanted I want to give people some context to, you didn't play for Juwan. You're pretty honest in everything. Last night, we obviously, yesterday, we, we had a situation that people have probably seen and, and, and seen over and over about Juwan throwing hands, whatever you want to say, punch, mush, yeah. slap, However you want to define it, I don't think it matters. He threw hands at another coach. He did. And there were several uh, things that led up to that, right? You had, they're up 15, Wisconsin is, with about 15 seconds left. Juwan is pressing some of the walk-ons and reserves. Mm -hmm. Greg Gard calls a timeout. 
So both were probably in the wrong there at the end of the day. So I think both yeah. can take some accountability for that. And then all hell breaks loose in, in the postgame handshake line when Juwan basically says to guard, I'll, I'm going to remember that. I'll remember that. And guard puts his hands on him a little bit, stops him in the handshake line, trying to, we think, explain himself and say, hey, here's why I called the timeout. Yeah. Give me your take on all this, Ant. What went down? Who's at fault? Kind of your, your, your thoughts now. Honestly, um, you know, I have I, I went back to look at it and watched it. Uh, I looked at because like I record all this stuff and I went all the way back to two minutes. So Chucky Hepburn hits big shot, pretty much the dagger, right? The dagger and uh, calls timeout. The sub timeout guys are excited. They're you know they're hype and all that stuff. I'm sure because like watching. Pretty much every Michigan game, yeah. even though Juwan's a coach, um, Juwan really he feels he's still a player at the end of the day. Sure, right. So he sees that parading. He's in his mind. He's like, "Yo, let's hey, let's let's you know roll the ball out. Let's end this next minute and a half strong. Don't let them yeah. do that to you." Yeah. Type of deal, right? So. He comes out pressing. Okay. If you are pressing, you are still playing and trying to win the game. 100%. Point blank, period. So that's why when teams are pressing and they're down by eight or nine and the other team scores, they want to get upset. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. If you want to play, you're, you're going to play. Yeah. So at that point, with 15 seconds left, they're pressing walk ons with Devontae Jones, who, let, who was third in the country in steals last year. Right. So yeah. they're pressing with these high energy players. Greg Gard has guys out there who don't deal with that situation. As it shouldn't Robbie be in knows, the game. Right. As right. Robbie knows, <laughs> those are the guys who are pressing the, the, the rotational players in practice with five beeline through like seven or eight guys once in a prep against <laughs> against freaking Clemson. You know, yeah. it's like those guys all they're doing is out there to, you know, go hard, do the right yep. thing, and be rewarded for that in games yes. like this. Yes. So if Jawan wants to play the rest of the game like a game, Greg Gard has to coast the rest of that game like a game because we've seen wild things happen in college basketball. Wild, wild things. If they get two or three steals and hit you with nine straight, five-point five game with, what, like four seconds – Crazy things can happen. So calling a timeout there, he's still coaching his kids. All right. So, so you justify mind. that. You justify that. 1,000% yeah. justify that for sure. But I do see where Juwan's upset because as a, as a player, he took that a little bit too prideful. When as a coach, he should see, okay, getting their butt beat in front of fans. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I get it. We'll see you next time. The issue, one of the biggest issues that I haven't seen brought up is when they went to the handshake line, um, Juwan didn't go in there right away. Right. Usually you have the head coach, then the assistants, then the staff, then you got the players, right? Remember against Maryland, the assistants were in a good position to separate Juwan right away. The assistants in this game went through first. 
Then some players went through. Now you have guard and the staff pretty much against Jawan. So that's why you saw Michigan players there first because Instead of the coaches, because the assistants were 30 feet away. Robbie, you know how long these freaking handshake lines yeah, are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're, you're shaking hands. But you know, but you know it's kind of like, we, we saw this with Tom Crane's son, where you would just be like, why are you not the first person in the handshake line? <laughs> you know, like yes. what, how did that get to that point? And that, that is an important factor, I think, in what happened. And you're right, these things are freaking, they feel like 50 people long at times. I'm with you. It's nuts. And then so because of that, you had a situation where you just saw Juwan, a couple Michigan players, and you saw security there who did a piss poor job of like uh, of uh, separating things. And you saw a bunch of uh, Wisconsin staff members as well there too, right? You didn't really see the system. They probably don't even know what's going on because I didn't see Martelli totally or, or I didn't see Saudi Washington or Martelli in the shot. Like I don't even remember seeing them. Exactly. Yeah. So if you like if you like go back and watch, like they're not even there to like, Hey, be the, be like an equal barrier. Right. Cause if there's an equal barrier, they're not together and they're gone. Right. Yeah. But by that time, by the time they got separated, right. I know the whole guard thing happened. Jawan wants to walk by. He goes, I remember that he, he just yeah. wants to walk by as a grown man. Guard just got to say, Hey, you know what? I'll call him in 24 to a 48 hours. It's all good, right? Because some dudes, they just don't want to talk right then and there. That's what um, should have happened. Yeah. Right, should have. But, you know, then as soon as he grabs him, he wants to talk to him. Now you're talking to a, a grown man who is it's pissed heated. off of something that just yeah. happened two minutes earlier. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. they're getting into it, and now they're talking about it. But it's still it's, – it's, you've, you've seen coaches getting, getting arguments like that through something that happened and all that stuff. But then they actually separate about 15 feet. They separate about 15 feet. And Joe Krabenhoff, I, I played against him. Robbie played against him. About 6'7", two, he's probably about 225, 230 now. Big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's so he built. steps in. He probably remembers the Mark Turgeon thing. He sees guard. He's like, these little baby coaches, you want to step up against a grown man. Da, 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 da. So he walks up. And He's protecting his coach, right? He's protecting right, his coach. But his his coach was already 12 Fine. to 15 feet away. Right, he was right. he, there were already players in between them or people in between them. Um, once he steps up, now it kind of reignites some things, and then he pushes Jaron Falls from Michigan, pushes yeah. Terrence Williams from Michigan. If you look at the replay and like slow it down, Jawan is like in the back, like seeing all of this go down and that's i don't even think joe said anything based off of his mouth and all, i didn't see him say say much if anything people are saying he said something he said this he was racist we don't know no right. no right. no anyways yeah no 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 so that's when Jawan right away like within a second that's when he reaches over and strikes him it was a strike Right, we can all agree that it was a strike, right? Cross yes. the face, whatever. Yes, and that's when all hell breaks loose, and then that's when you see guys really start going. You see Sharif Chambliss, uh, 
he he kind of got like launched into T. Will Terrence right. Williams, and then not sure if Terrence tried to like put him down or he got attacked. I'm not sure, but that lit things up. And then as soon as Jacoby Neath laid laid a sucker punch on Terrence Williams, that's what started a melee. That's yeah. what started Moose getting into it. That's what started Terrence getting into to it. Uh, that's what started, um, you know, guys just started throwing blows, and that's what came up to. Well, work. what started it really, and what started it is is Juwan Howard, right? I mean, he he yeah. started without that strike, as you called it correctly. None of this other stuff happens. But if 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 Joe also doesn't touch his players as well, because probably true, yeah, because like yep. you never touch the other team's players, you only touch your own, right? And that's right. kind of a thing, like. Like, you know, like, Robbie, if an assistant coach from Michigan came up to you and was hugging you, like, you don't know this cat unless he recruited yeah. you. But, yeah. like, you don't know this <laughs> right. cat, right? Right? So, like. No, that, that, like, I do agree with cat. you. I, I think if you're touching another player on another team, that, that's going to be looked at as a, a problem, for sure. Especially in that context. Yes. Now, context can change based on what's going on, right? But based on this situation right. alone, right. based on this context, that's it. And then I saw someone try to pull a receipt that like Jawan called a timeout late when they're up 30 against uh Purdue right. at like 142 or 146. I'm I'm like, provide context when, when you're doing these things. He called timeout for the sub, not to celebrate, to get him not in. to do all this right. stuff. Sub. Right they're yes. they're subbing. Okay. Totally watch different. The, watch the game. Totally different. There's right. no minor difference. Right. And this right. is a check mark talking to me. Like, no, like look. This is you are literally you are literally trying to sub to get guys in the game to end this game quicker and so rotational guys don't get hurt. So that didn't last happen. night and last night we had um, Randolph Childress on after dark and I thought he was terrific. You know, former Wake player, former Wake coach, uh, now on after dark and you know race how much it should be a factor in this, right? How much it should because. On social media, it was. I mean, people are coming at me for saying, hey, Juwan should be suspended. Randolph flat out said, like, this is not about race. This is about right and wrong and leadership, leadership and, and what should be done in a leadership position. Juwan's in a leadership position. Greg Gard's in a leadership position. Neither one should have ever allowed this to escalate to the point it did where now it's a black mark on college basketball right clearly 100 100%, 100%. it's it's also going to affect those michigan players because you're going to have suspensions you're going to have kids that what do they want more than anything play in the ncaa tournament totally. that incident might have cost michigan an opportunity now again we don't know are they in are they not they're in the mix they're in the mix right now and now without your head coach and potentially and Phil Martelli, he'll be fine. Like he's coached a long time in, in college basketball. It's not like Martelli's well, going like, with too old for this shit, bro. This is probably year, true. Bro. Yes, you're probably right. <laughs> Phil's probably like, I don't want to do this. I like <laughs> right. the assistant. Nobody yells <laughs> at me. There's no pressure. But but you know, I, I just feel like going back to it. Race should it be an issue in this at all? Or am I? Um, where do you stand with it? Where do I stand? Yeah. Um, I. I have to make sure that I can you know, see things from every angle and be, because yep. I am such 
I, I, I keep saying it. I'm such a fan of context. Like, because context, without context, you can you can take facts and present them as mis- misinformation, right? So, like, I have to take a step back and really, you know, read through what people are trying to convey. And uh, the national media was very, very brutal, very much so. And, you know, that's, they, they, they should have been, they should have right. been. Um, I don't think it's a race thing though. Um, I don't think it's a race thing. Now, whether you like Juwan or not, that can play into it, right. With the whole fat five stuff, or you just don't like Michigan and you know, right. that negative Michigan, uh, negative Michigan press gets a lot of clicks and a lot, a lot of love, um, which is fine. That's why you see the Harbaugh stuff every year. Um, like, is he going to the NFL? He's leaving. That gets tons of clicks. That, like, pays people's salaries 10 times over that month. Um, so when it comes to Michigan, if, the, if they can be spun in a negative light, um, they're going to go a lot harder, which, you know, is part of the territory. I get it. I get it. Um, but race, no. No. But I think it's a Michigan thing. Um, yeah, that, this is, that this, could be more this is his second strike. This is the second right. time that he's had – like a bench clearing type of fiasco. And you wonder how much going back to your initial point with him being a former player, right? A form who came into the NBA where this was, I'm not going to say it was like commonplace or anything like that, but as a player, he was taught like, you don't back down. You don't back down from this shit. And, Mm -hmm. and again, like that gives it a little bit of context to me of who Juwan Howard was. And, and he played for the Heat, right? Where, like, toughness. And, again, like, I get it. I, I do. I understand a lot of it. I just keep going back to the fact that no matter what coach that is, if you're, if you're striking another coach and thus kind of setting off what went in motion afterwards, you should be suspended for multiple games. I don't know if it's three, five sure. Big Ten tournament, whatever it is, there's got to be something, some harsh penalty by Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, by Ward Manuel, the athletic director at Michigan, to where it's, hey, listen, you know what? That, that's not allowed. I don't, like, I don't care who the coach is. If it's Tom Izzo, if it's Juwan Howard, if it's Fred Hoiberg, who, who you know, they could probably use that with cause to try to fire because he's owed $18.5 million right now and they can't fire him otherwise. I don't care who it is. Like, to me, you shouldn't be fired for this. You you got to learn from this. Yeah. And it, and also, when you're reading, the like, the rules, just give context, right? Yeah. Um, the Big Ten cannot suspend for more than two games, I believe. And that's why I think really? or they have to – I didn't see that. Or they you have sure? to form a special – yes. Or they have to form – So I saw this tweeted. Sorry. And keep going. Yeah. So they have to. So the max you could do is two games. On top of that, they have to form a special committee if they want to expand on those two games. And they have to believe, I believe they have to vote on that. But, but what you may see here is a joint suspension because Michigan can also step in and say, okay, the Big Ten is going to suspend you too. Michigan is going to suspend for another two to three games. So that's why I think the suspension is going to either be for, for four games or the rest of the regular season. 
Just yeah, I think here, it'll be here, here's what here's what Ant said. Brendan Quinn tweeted it that regarding Jawan Howard's impending suspension will be per the Big Ten sportsmanship policy. The league office is limited to two games and a ten thousand dollar fine. Why? Why would you be limited to anything? So and, and said, again, so then he said that said anticipate the league and Michigan to jointly issue the penalty, right. meaning that UM can add its yeah. own additional games and sanctions. Who said that, Quinn? Brendan Quinn. Me, that, me, yeah. me and Quinn be like this, just like you and me, Robbie. <laughs> be like this, guys. There you go. You like and and have you have you ever seen anything like this? Even in like AAU, I was thinking back. Have I ever seen two coaches fight or or whatever you wouldn't even want to call this? Have a yeah. issue or similar? I, I I can't think of this even at like the AAU level. And you see the craziest <sighs> shit ever in AAU. Yeah, AAU is wild, bro. Like. I have seen, I've seen coaches, because like around here, like coaches poach like crazy. Like they'll steal so many players. So like I've seen, I've seen coaches go at blows in the parking lot. Uh, but I haven't seen coaches go. Right, but then you're outside of the game. whole like the parking exactly. lot is a different deal. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Like, do I've it, seen dudes where you get, like I like I haven't seen dudes get shot, but I've heard plenty of stories of you know, guns being pulled in the, in the parking lot, but it's, but it's always been outside. It's always been away from the courts, usually away from the kids, away from crowds. Cause that's more of a, more of like a personal matter. And I assume that's AAU in high school. AAU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's so crazy in a big 10 game. We had two coaches doing this. And this it's, is the it's second pretty time like, and it's both Jawan. Like I that's know. the part that sucks. That's the part that sucks because like, because, like, even when Jawan gets his texts, like, it's they're, like. They're intense. Boom. He earns them. He, he gets his money's worth. Yeah. Like, yeah. he flips yeah. quickly. Like, there's no buildup with Jawan. There's yeah. no buildup, which is more like a player, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the flow. You're chilling. He, just, he flips. Bad he car flips. ruins everything. Boom. Yeah. I'm going at whoever said that. You know, no, you're, you're totally right. Player. I've done a couple games of theirs where he's gotten technical fouls, and boy, it's like they're no brainers for these officials. <laughs> like, he, it's like if you have to give them to him, you know. I I, I totally agree with you. All right, Ant, before great. we let you go, sure. I'm gonna hit you with we, we got to hit you with one basketball question at least. Um, National Player of the Year. I'm dying to know your your thoughts on this one because National Player of the Year. Well, everybody, listen, it's most Big Ten guys. Now I know it is. You, you, Let's put Oscar Shibway and, and Drew Timmy in the mix because they have to be in the mix. Obagi, they're at four and five. And, and Ochai. And Ochai. Abaji, those oh, three, I like Abaji. I like Abaji. Those three non-Big Ten players. Mm-hmm. But I think we can all agree. Johnny Davis, Kofi Coburn, EJ Liddell, Keegan Murray, maybe Jaden Ivey as your fifth. Like, those five are in the equation in the top ten for sure in National Player of the Year. Let's start with this, because this may be a little bit easier for you because yeah. you're a Big Ten guy. Who's who's the Big Ten Player of the Year? Who's Who's been the best player from start to finish, not in Big Ten play, but overall this season? Overall, um, for me, it's between Kofi and Johnny Davis. Um, what Kofi has done with that team that – They've had big guys miss big games, and they're still right there in the Big Ten race, and they're yeah. still there 
uh, for a top four, top five seed in the NCAA tournament. They haven't been to a second round since two, 2005, which is amazing for that, for that program. Um, uh, and I think they can get there this year, especially if Corbello can get back into his back into his rhythm. And the fact that he hasn't been in, in his rhythm and Illinois is still there. I mean, amazing. Kofi is Kofi yeah. has been a dog, man. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, you see John Johnny Davis at Wisconsin. Wisconsin lost everyone. They lost Micah Potter. They lost Nate Reavers. They lost Ford. They lost Trice. Like, these dudes lost a lot of people. Then there was a lot of drama with everything. Yeah. I do think yeah. Greg Gard should be up for probably, if he was the Big Ten National Player of the Year, um, in my opinion, and um, – He's done a great, great job with that team, being able to play a little bit faster this year. They're usually like bottom 15 team in pace. They're still slow, but they're like the mid, late. They're, they're the hundred. They're like the upper hundreds now. Like <laughs> that's, upper hundreds, right. that's, that's like monumental for these dudes. running it's gun. Crazy. That's running yeah. gun in Madison. <laughs> so like, Unleashing so like, the dogs up there. <laughs> so like now they're more they're you know more perimeter oriented. It's so weird. They don't have Frank Kaminsky, no Ethan Happ there. They no longer have someone like throw the ball in the post to, and they've adjusted seamlessly. Um, and I think that's a lot of guard. And so honestly, I Underwood's done a great job too, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say, I would say EJ will be third for me. I would put Keegan at four, and I put Jaden at five. And that's not, and I although I think Jaden is by far the best pro prospect. And I don't think it's close with Johnny Davis at all. I'm with um, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm I don't think you. it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's close. Um, Johnny Davis's numbers. How about this against top 50 teams? Yeah. He's this killed year, good teams. He's been 25.3 points, 8.8 yeah. rebounds. He's shooting 41% from three, uh, 53% from the field. I mean, insane in 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 like the craziest venues, right? West Lafayette, Bloomington, Champaign. He's done it in in the most hostile places in America. And he's again, I've said it, and I don't know if you agree, either one of you agree. If you took him off the team, I'm not sure they're an NIT team. I'm not even sure they're good enough to be an NIT team. Without no, Johnny Davis. I mean, just yeah. like you take Hunter off of Michigan, they're probably right. oh. down there with Minnesota and, and Nebraska, right. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, I think you can make that argument with Liddell, too. If you took EJ Liddell yeah. away from Ohio be State, awful. they'd be real yeah. singular. Be uh, they would not be dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you take Kofi off of Illinois, uh, they won't be that good either. <laughs> so one more, one more um, thing before sure. we let you run. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with Michigan – on the court prior to this, uh, obviously people had him ranked way too high. We all didn't. The one thing I said was it, a lot of it was based on the recruiting rankings, which was so incorrect to do this year because you, we didn't see these kids play in person on the circuit and coaches didn't see him play. So a lot of them were, you know, Kobe buff, like, you know, they were overrated. They were, it's hard enough because you got these knuckleheads ranking anyway. All right, some of these some of these people that are doing recruiting rankings that are horrible at it, and then you add (laughs) in that maybe it should have been better. Maybe they should have been better because, well, they saw the kids. That's the difference. More film to watch, you know, right? Anything, but so anyway, what what is wrong with this Michigan team? What has been wrong with the team on the court? 
And is it correctable? Who, who, who deserves the blame? I will say this uh, before the COVID pause, they, they were not a very good team. Their rotations were jacked up Um, after that, after the COVID pause, I feel that they have been playing like an NCAA tournament team, even in their losses, even in their, in their loss last night against Wisconsin. Just make shots. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Just Caleb make Houston, shots. man. Caleb Houston just hasn't made shots like we thought he would. Consistently. Yeah, exactly. Caleb wasn't hitting shots. Eli wasn't hitting shots. And Wisconsin schemed to get Hunter out of the game. And they gave up some wide open attempts yeah. and Michigan just, they play like, make like it. the ball was bigger than the hoop. Um, it was amazing. There, I believe one for 17 out at one point. Wow. Um, wow. And, and, open and uncontested, uncontested, uncontested shots. Unco- and I'm like, and I'm sitting here watching this game. Like people think that they're like not running stuff. And it's Juwan with X. No. Like that game was just like, yo, you're a ball player, bro. Like make shots. I'm like, look, Robbie, Robbie, you would have had 20 in the second half with those shots. My God. I would have had yeah, probably I, nine. I, 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 I would love to have see. just the, hey, sell the whole freaking game plan on one dude and let everybody else just, hey, good <laughs> let luck. Him <laughs> let them hoop. Let them hoop. But um, they have actually been playing a lot better, and a lot of that is because they, they finally stopped putting in three power forwards at one time. Yeah. <laughs> that and, helps. For spacing, that helps. Yeah. So, like, I have I have been very vocal about three power forwards <laughs> to the point where casual fans would notice that lineup, and they would yeah. right away know that Michigan was going to go minus seven in the next three minutes. <laughs> It'll happen every single time. So, like, the three power forwards, and then, like, people are like, why does this lineup stink? I'm like, because three power forwards, you suck a defensive transition because you're clunky. You're clunky, and you got to, and you have two guys who have to guard perimeter players, and they have to identify who that is. And then defensively, one guy is guarding a legit three. And if you're playing a team who's playing three guards, good luck. You're having these power forwards come off of like chasing screens. That's not what they do. Then offensively, they're clunky. They're and Hunter's not in the game, so there's really no post presence. So you're also not fast because now you have three guys who don't create for themselves. So I like continuously like tell people like, this is why three power forwards are kind of garbage and why you don't want to do that. They stopped doing it. They stopped doing the whole three power, power forward. Look, they went quicker when Hunter came out and you just saw the game just start getting real smooth. It got faster. It got quicker. Like I said, even in their losses, it still looked like there's a semblance of a team here that I can see what they're doing. Their losses before the COVID pause, I know what I was watching, and that's what was most frustrating for me. Um, but recently, they have they they have been playing pretty good basketball. And why do you think it took Michigan? Why do you think it took Michigan so long to even consider putting Caleb Houston at the four and to eliminate that? I, I just with his defensive struggles and and just for him his own confidence, it feels like at the four. You know, you're going to have a bigger guy. They're not may not be as used to guarding you on the perimeter. Why did it take so long? Well, they gave him four principles, in my opinion. They still play him at the three, though. Right. No, but, I know they do. But it's almost like, who do you sit? Hunter? Musa? I guess you have your three best players are going to be those three guys. <laughs> and it is, it's a tough you know? spot to be in. I, I do get that. 
it's so hard, and it's so hard from a from a coaching staff to make tough decisions. Because if you look at this year's plus minus, Musa is towards the bottom. He's only towards the bottom is because he's in when Hunter is not in. Right. You know, and so it's like, like, how do we how do we work this? Do we put more Brandon at the five? Like, 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 what do we do here? And I think that took the staff a while to juggle and get together first. Uh, but I think they figured it out. And, the, and that's another reason why this whole thing is so unfortunate because they figured it out and they have a really good shot at winning, you know, three of their next five games or yeah, even totally. two of their next five. And I think that's enough to get them in if they go in as a top seven seed in the Big Ten tournament. Now they play a Northwestern team who has to win the whole thing. You know what I mean? You play that team, you get another win, you go in, I mean, you may lose the next one, but now you're 18 and 14, 19 and 15, 19 and 14. Those types of records without bad losses and five or six quad ones, you're in the tournament, no doubt. It's just a matter of where. I want to say it was the Maryland game. And not that Maryland is a world-beating team, but they they do have talent in their starting five. And it was like for the first time all year, it seemed like Jawan Howard had found the mix of, of Musa, Hunter, and Caleb, of rotating them around. And, and you're right, the, the three power forward deal, it's just like you got Terrence Williams and, and Musa and Johns. Caleb on the floor. And you're, yeah, Brandon Johns out there. It's like, Jesus. What are we doing? Like, oh, and then oh, they, and then they went you. to the special. They, oh man, no, this was like two or three games ago. I'm just yelling the whole time because they went with three power forwards. And no point guard, like no Devontae <laughs> or Frankie. They had Eli yeah. Brooks at the one, and they had um, Kobe oh. Buckin at the two. And they had T. Will, Brandon, and Musa. I'm yeah, I'm like, I'm like, there's nothing good that's gonna happen here. And of, yeah. and of course, they went minus nine. <laughs> no shock, right? Yeah, no shock. <laughs> All right, listen, at we we appreciate you joining us here. I know you're busy today. Uh, really, really appreciate uh, your insight. Uh, we got to do this again, and uh, hopefully, it's it's something where it doesn't cost Michigan an NCAA tournament berth. Because, uh, like you said, team was playing better. Uh, kids deserve that opportunity, and yes. uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you, Jeff. You're killing it over there, Robbie. You're killing it. Keep working. To, I don't know how you're contracted to, to do ESPN and Fox, but <laughs> you must be loved. Greatly, yeah. lucky, lucky agent deal, I guess. But yes, thanks, Man, Ann. Appreciate you got the it. Greatest agent, bro. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's like your character gets killed killed off in season two, but your agent finds a way to get you <laughs> back. Coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's that's a good comparison. You're like Denny yeah. Duquette from uh, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Come back as a right. It's all good. Thanks, yeah. man. We'll talk soon. It's more important than peace of mind, nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you can have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, You can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe. 
or use the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, Robbie, let's continue and uh, let's move from, uh, you know, a, a little player of the year talk. And you never gave your your actual national player of the year. Mine is Johnny Davis. Uh, who are you going with? Yeah. yeah, I'm going with Johnny Davis. I just think you go for 30 against Houston when they're at full strike. That, to me, is a statement. You go for 37 at Purdue in Mac Arena. And I guess Purdue's given up some gaudy nice. numbers to a lot of people this year. Um, but, I, I mean, in that setting – and I totally agree with what you and Ant were saying, where you take him off their team, and boy, they are just limited. Underwhelming. So, yeah. Well, and he's leading the team in points, assists, and rebounds. Yeah. He, he's yeah. awesome. He's a two-way awesome. guy. He guards his ass off. He plays hard. He competes. Um, now, I will say there are opportunities in the last four or five games for other guys to sure. still win the award. You know, I, Kofi could do it. I think E.J. Liddell could do it. Um, you talk about Jaden Ivey, they go head to head in March in Madison. That will be a, a statement type game again. Um, Keegan Murray is flying under the radar. That dude is a great. stud. The Big I Ten know. has elite players, elite players, and, and guys that I think are going to be taken in the lottery. I think you've got three lottery picks in, in the Big Ten this year. Uh, Ivy. Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis. Where would you take EJ Liddell if you're an NBA team? Where would yeah. you personally take EJ Liddell? Well, that's that's a tough what range? question. I probably I would say twenty to thirty-five. Me probably. too. Yeah, I would me think. Too. I mean, I yep. think he's really good, and I think you look at him, and I think he's improved defensively. He could still be better guarding guards, and that's going to be the biggest thing for him. I don't think he's. I heard someone the other day compare him to Paul Millsap, and I I don't think he's as tall as Paul Millsap. Right. I think Will Seth's more like six eight and EJ is probably more of like six five. Yeah. Um, but boy, he he does, man. He he gets his butt on you, he can post you, he can drive it, he's shooting it from three well. So I really think he'll shoot it from three in the NBA too, even when he can guard and he can guard now, Rob. And I think he is guarding better. I, I yeah. think there's still room to improve protecting the rim. He has been incredible this year. I mean, he coming out of nowhere. Box. He had some blocks in Michigan where you were like, holy yeah. shit, this dude is just yeah. defending his ass off. So I, I think that I would say 20 to 35. And that'll all depend on how does he work out, you know, all that, all that stuff. But I think he's had a great year. And you know what? He is a great example of a guy that says, you know what? I want the NBA feedback and I'm going to take it and I'm going to take it in the most positive manner I can. And he has done everything that you would hope. He hasn't proved he can't do anything. He's worked on his game. EJ Liddell, he's a pro. All right, we're going to do a few kind of not rapid fire, but we'll, we'll get through these fairly quick. Uh, first, biggest winner of the weekend, Rob. Who, who was the team player, whatever, who just won the weekend? Hmm. Boy, um, I am going to say. I mean, you had Iowa winning in Columbus against yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, right, right, right. That's a big one. Florida gets a big one against Auburn. In yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Florida because I think that they're talented. I, I saw them in December, and I think that they they've got a team that you look at on paper and you're like, these guys should make the NCAA tournament. And I think to beat Auburn to get yourself back into the conversation of being on the right side of the bubble, I'll go. I will go Mike White and his Florida game 
Gators, and they've got opportunity because I think they've got Arkansas coming up at home. They did. Um, yep. And I think who else they play down the stretch? They, I'm trying to think. I want to say they've got Arkansas at home, and then it is yeah. They got Kentucky end of the year. Got to handle business against Georgia and Vanderbilt, but you got Kentucky at home. You got Arkansas at home. You have opportunity. So I'm going to say Mike White and the Florida Gators. All right. For me, I'm going, uh, I'm going to West Texas, my favorite place to go. And uh, I'm going to Lubbock. They Texas love you there Tech. now. You they love me. Yeah. Listen, you swept Chris Beard. That like, is who, that is who had a better. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you think about it. Who had a better weekend than those Texas Tech fans, Mark Adams and the Red Raiders? They yeah. swept the guy who left their program. They felt completely disrespected. And now, to me, in my latest rankings that I just put up, I believe I have Texas Tech at, like, number seven or eight. Yeah. No, I mean, who I mean, would have thought that they would they would be at that level? Without with Kevin McCullough. With all the, the turnover, with some of the injuries right. they've had, your head coach leaves. Yeah, they've, they've had an incredible season. And, and an easy transition into our coach of the year. I, I have said it a week ago for me, it was Ed Cooley. But then yep. Providence lost at home to Villanova. How about Texas their win Tech. yesterday, though? They they were on 19 in the second half. When, I mean, Butler, that's, yes. a, that's a tough loss. But sorry. They probably fell in Ken Palm, Providence did, like 10 spots because they won a close game. You can't win close games. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. if you look right now, I don't know if you have Ken Palm available. Right we got now. it right here. What do you want me to look right, tell at? Me, tell me what Providence is in Ken Palm right now. But Mark Adams to me well, is 40, 46. Yeah, they fell. They fell. Last week they were like 40, 41. They, they I'm were, telling they were, you, they fell. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to say they were 44 before the Butler at the Butler game. And now they can't 46. win close games, Rob. If you win yeah. close games, you get penalized. I, I don't quite, I, I do understand it. I don't agree with it, I guess, is, is my bigger thing. But Mark Adams, to me, is the the clear – not clear, but the front runner for Coach of the Year. I'll give you my Bar other four barring, guys. Barring an implosion, yes, I agree. Correct. Correct. I mean, Ed, Ed Cooley's got to be in the equation, especially if they win the Big East regular season title. they got three games left. Uh, yep. They go to Villanova in one of them. So if they get that one, they win. You know, Tommy Lloyd, got to be in the mix. Yep. Bruce Pearl, to me, got to be in the mix. Yep. And Greg Gard. Greg Gard's got to be in the mix. Those are my five front runners right now. Yeah. You know, for high major national player uh, coach. I, I wrote those guys down too. And I also had, I put Kelvin Sampson because I think he's had to plug holes and, yeah. and they've kind of sure. stumbled here. So I, right. I don't think he'll win the award. And I, I wrote Brad Underwood down because same deal. Yep. I mean, the amount of injury that he's dealt with and illness and the fact that they still are in shape to like answer be a top four seed and, and win the Big Ten. But everybody else, Mark Adams, the front runner, Tommy Lloyd, very deserving. Ed Cooley, Bruce Pearl, same thing. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, group of seven, I would say, that, that you could put for that. All right, we're going to end with, Rob, your biggest under-the-radar team. Who yeah. is your team right now that just, I don't know, they're, they're dangerous, Yeah. Whether, whether they can make a Final Four run and nobody's giving them enough juice, whatever I, it is. I don't know if team? it's to – to that level, but I'm going to okay. say Arkansas. Oh, I, I look at you! I, you're just you're just trying to rile up their damn fan base against. Me. What do you mean? I'm I'm saying that I'm oh against you. Sure, yeah, <laughs> of course. They won 11 to 12. They they beat Auburn. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that they now I have concerns about their offense, but mm -hmm. 
But I think that in the NCAA tournament, they will give themselves a chance with the way they defend and how hard they play. You know, they they yeah. turn you over, they guard their ass off. Have five new guys on the team, took some time to to gel. Um, but I, I think that Eric Musselman, and you know how his teams operate, yeah. they are always going to compete and play hard. Yeah. Um, Jalen Williams' last 13 games has been really, really good, averaging a double-double. Um, I, I just – I think that they are flying under the radar. And I'm not saying they're going to make a Final Four, but I do think that they – I would not want to see them just because, boy, they're going to fist fight you. They are yeah. going to really, really make it tough for you. Yeah, J.D. Note has been awesome. Beast. Not good. Yeah, awesome. he was awesome last year, even yes. as, you know, as a yep. freshman. So. Yeah, now Muss – you know, it's funny. I mean, again, I kind of wrote them off early. I didn't think their talent level was quite good enough, but they, you know, they didn't beat anybody early. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. And their know. schedule is, is tough here. They got, I think, at Florida, Kentucky, LSU, at Tennessee. They just beat Tennessee in the most grinder ass game. Yes. <laughs> I think Tennessee's so effective, effective field goal percentage was like 25%. Unreal. All right. So my under the radar team is a little bit different than yours. When, when we talk about teams that can win the national title, we're talking Gonzaga, Kentucky, Auburn, right? Like Kansas, all those teams. I'm saying we're totally forgetting a team that we shouldn't forget among the, the leaders for, you know, winning six straight games. And, oh, by the way, it's a program that has done that twice in the last five or so years, and that's the Villanova Wildcats, okay? I just saw them in Providence. They went into – it wasn't like what I saw in Lubbock when Chris Beard came back, but it was damn close. I mean, the fans there are nasty. They're yeah. like they're like they Indiana. And they, they hate you too. They do. They don't like me for some reason. But, I've been getting uh, more tweets from Providence fans. I'm getting sucked into to your, yeah. <laughs> to your yeah, issues well, here. Hopefully they don't align you with, with me because you're a lot nicer <laughs> human being than I am. But That's Villanova, here, here's what it is for me for Villanova, Rob. Like, they've been there. They've done that. All right? Like, Colin Gillespie, if you're picking – and we talked about this the other day. If you're picking one point guard that you oh want on your God. team. I cannot even fathom that you're going to hype this man. But keep going. You're taking Colin Gillespie. You're not wow. picking anybody ahead of him. Who were you, you taking? Do, did you do that at the start of the year? I would. No. I agree. But I just – you know, the flip-flop nature of this. I know. I know. I'm a flip-flopper. I mean, you are. I'm a flip-flopper. Reactionary here, but he's a winner, man. He's yeah. He's been in the national title game. He he just wins. I, yes, he does that, win. And I, I get why you were hesitant with his injury from last year, the knee, who knew how it was. Clearly, it's fine. But, yeah. I mean, You know what it was? It, it, as much as anything, I was hesitant on Villanova, like everybody was. <clears throat> How are they going to replace Jeremiah lack, Robinson? Lack of size. Lack yeah. of size. And I, I, it showed in the Purdue game. Right. I think if you see a team like in Arizona who is huge, yep. that would be yep. a problem. I, it's just – it's about matchups. They 100%. Have, they've got guys that play the two through the four that are built like they should play linebacker in the NFL. And <laughs> no, they Gillespie, have that mentality. Hey, and they've if got a Gillespie was matched up on you, he would back your ass down and drive you into the rim. And you'd have – honestly, you wouldn't be able to do a damn what? thing. How tall is Colin Gillespie? Whatever. I don't care. I'm taking Gillespie against Hummel any day of the week in that matchup. I mean, that's fine. Are you betting on this? Do you want yes. to you want to yes. lose money on him backing yes. me down? I am 6'8, 225. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't. You might. I'm be, not hey, saying he wouldn't. I'm not saying he wouldn't score, but I'm. Not, I'm I don't think it's going to be like that. You might be 235 because you haven't worked out in a long time. I got to get back on my my grind here. There's well, you've been on your there. grind. You, I've been working hard, just not yes. working out. <laughs> <laughs> you've been, listen, you've been working hard going from game. Yeah, I know that deal. I've done that deal enough over the years where it's just back to back travel every day. Are you eating? Yeah. Like the the hardest part of that is the flights. You're just grabbing what you can. I'm eating yeah. McDonald's because I'm a trying to it, get somewhere. A lot of it's late. You try to just get the best. I've eaten at Panera more, and Panera is about probably as good as you could be in right. the fast casual. Get a soup and a salad. Try to avoid the burgers and fries. Yeah, it just but it like, dude, when you're on the road driving, like I had to drive from Rutgers to Maryland last week. The game ends at nine. The only things that are open are like Wendy's, McDonald's. I mean, you just right. gotta, you're hungry and you're starving after a game. It's hard. Yeah, it's tough. We well, want to do a biggest loser of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Biggest loser of the weekend. Who is it? I mean, everybody in the Wisconsin Michigan game. I just think it's the worst look for the conference, the worst look for those teams. Yeah. I feel horrible for the, the Michigan players because I feel like they were put in a spot where they're trying to do the right thing, but you're not, you know, right. you're putting us as not a situation to not. And I think if Michigan missed the NCAA tournament for this, that would be a shame because I do agree with Ant that they were playing better. Um, and like Musa Diabate, you know, like this kid just had 28 in a win in Iowa. And yeah. all that anybody's going to be talking about is that he was throwing haymakers after, after a game, you know? So I, everybody in that situation to me is the biggest loser of the weekend. And I just, I was shocked watching that. I could not fathom. It was so AAU. And I think that the Big Ten and, and these teams are so much better than that. I just Like you said, listen, I've covered recruiting for years. I've never seen the situation. I've seen fights with players. That, yeah. that, that happens in AAU. Yeah. That even happens in, in the postgame handshake lines. You'll see players and coaches verbally going at it but never to the point where a coach or, or even really a player. I, I mean, I guess he has, I shouldn't say that you've probably seen player on player. Uh, yeah. Physical instances. I've seen one thing like this in my time. Remember the Kingwood classic. I mean, oh, it was yeah. like the biggest AAU tournament ever. And somehow we made it to the final both years. So we were playing and the Kingwood was kind of a shit show, as you know, I think it was how passers deal, right? It was. Yes. Yes. Was I was tournament. the one. I was the one in charge of doing the uh, the Super Pools, the schedule. Well, so you, I always, you would you would yeah, fuck put, us every year. That's what I tried. <laughs> I tried, so but a lot. Um, yeah, not surprised <laughs> to hear that. You know who our pool was my second year? Southern California All Stars, Nike yeah. Team, Florida. I wanted to see Kevin Love just absolutely abuse you and Taylor we, King. We we played him again in the final. We lost him in pool play and saw him again in the championship. And we were up four with like a minute and a half to play. So you almost, you almost set us up to win, but we were playing um, the New York Metro Hawks. So a lot of Christian Villanova Morris. on that. Christian, Christian Morris, Morris on the team, uh, Corey Fisher, Corey Stokes. Yeah. We were beating the shit out of these dudes. Like we were, we were running them off the floor up 20, but it was still a really intense game. Cause they were good. And yeah. there was a bunch of technicals given out. I, I remember at one point scott martin tying up one of the metrohawk guys and like clapping in his face and immediately 
three dudes on him, like ready to, to kick his ass. It was, it was a crazy game. Yeah. And our guys were John and their guys were John. And it's going back and forth. And, and there's like six minutes left in the game. They give more texts out and the refs say, forget it, forfeit. Game's over. Really? Like this is out of control. And I will never forget their coach went up to the official, screaming at him, grabbed the ball from him, took it, and just pelted the ref with the ball. And all wow. chaos ensued. I mean, we were like, remember my, my mom and dad were there, and like we were trying to leave the gym, and guys were about to fight, and the police came. But, dude, this is the freaking, you know, Kingwood Classic, not a big right. You thought it was the game. biggest thing. You thought well, it was the big, and, biggest thing I mean, in the world then. Right. No doubt. But at the right. same time, you're looking back and you're like, dude, that's some jank AU tournament down in Houston. This is not a big 10 game on CBS. You know, like that, know. that's the that's the only situation that I can even think of that is similar to this. Yeah, and no. You, like you said, listen, it, it's an embarrassment on, on college hoops. It's something that we shouldn't really be talking about today. And I'm sure everybody is right. Like like yeah. even it's the, it's we, the big, football story in sports outside of the NBA All-Star game. Right. And football's over. Now is the time, honestly, if this had happened a month ago, it'd be be kind of a blip. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be more of a blip because everybody would be talking about football. Now we finally get where people are have put basketball at the forefront and college basketball at the forefront when people say it doesn't matter for 10 months of the year. And this happens, and and yeah. that's not what we need at this point. So I guess right, some, well, people, let, some people could argue that no no publicity is bad publicity, but it is it is unfortunate because outside of Steph Curry hitting 16 threes, this is the biggest story today. I didn't even know he hit 16 threes until you just said it. Well, you're a, you're a bad fan then. No, I'm not watching the All Star game. I'm not. Watching I think the, the new format is good. The last quarter is awesome. But, well, the, yes, the it's the, the greatest the, pickup game that you will yeah. ever watch. Yeah, I, so I, I think just, you need to I, you need to you need to figure that out. That's, that's I, was with, I was busy with I was busy with with Juwan Howard and 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 uh, some other things going on last yesterday. There were there were some other things that happened. It was, it should have been a nice easy Sunday of watching yeah. the All Star game and watching no defense. And uh, instead, uh, that wasn't what happened. This is an uneducated take, maybe for the early quarters, but late in the game. Oh, we basketball. got big big def- defense. All right, all right. There you go. Yeah, because, dude, I disagree. I disagree, but that's fine. All right. All right. Hummel disagrees. He's upset now. Um, so we're going to end the podcast, and, and we'll see you next week on the go Hummel podcast. Go pow. Go pow, will you? <laughs>